Now that you have read about Adam, Eve, the fall, Noah, the flood, the table of nations, Tower of Babel and more, there is additional historical information that is helpful. This includes flood stories from around the world in different cultures. This makes perfect sense when looking at these topics from a biblical worldview. When God judged the people at Babel, they spread out to different locations, each person went with those whom they could understand and settled in a new area. While living there, some historical facts changed over time as stories were handed down from generation to generation, like the whisper in the ear and tell the next person game. While some basic elements of the flood remained, details changed. That's why it is important to start with God's Word, because it doesn't change. God was an eyewitness and the one who did it. Here are a few of the flood legends. A. Flood Stories from Other Cultures Mythological creation stories often have a flood story connected to them. Some include, Eridu Genesis, and the Epic of Atrocosis from Mesopotamia. Unquestionably, the most popular type of legend found among ancient mythology centers on a catastrophic flood. More than 200 flood traditions from every corner of the world have been recorded. These legends vary in their level of consistency with the biblical account, yet certain details are widely distributed. For example, many of these tales speak of a favored family who built a huge boat and, along with some animals, survived a worldwide catastrophe sent by an angry deity. The Epic of Gilgamesh includes what is perhaps the best known of the extra-biblical flood myths. 1. This Babylonian myth dates to the 18th century BC and was discovered in 1853. It is a poem and is considered one of the finest works of ancient literature. It narrates the touching account of how Gilgamesh, an ancient king of Uruk, rebelled against death when he lost his friend Enkidu. On the 11th tablet Gilgamesh, probably a historical figure from around 2600 BC, meets Utnapishtim, who has been called the Babylonian Noah. Utnapishtim relates how he achieved immortality when he was forewarned of a divine plan to flood the world, which allow him to survive the flood in a large reed boat accompanied by his family and pairs of all animals. 2. Many ancient stories have been preserved through stone tablets, now in museums throughout the world. Additional legends include Sumerian, Akkadian, the Maasai people of Kenya, Aboriginal Oneamble tribe of Australia, and more who have their own version of the flood. Next, I want you to watch this short video, just over 4 minutes. Video 2, Hundreds of Worldwide Flood Legends Confirm the Bible and Refer to the Tower of Babel. On the next page is a chart with some details from cultures in the world. Application, one problem we face as Christians, is we don't know history. I'm not just talking about church history, but the history of the world. When we understand these things, we realize how these stories were handed down. And how reliable the Bible is. Be Jesus' view of creation. Mark 10 6-9, But from the beginning of creation, God created them male and female. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no person is to separate. Jesus quotes Genesis 1:27 and 2:24 and says Adam and Eve were made in the beginning, and no thousands, millions, or billions of years after the creation of the earth. He also declared God made two genders or sexes, male and female. Jesus upheld the biblical model of marriage as one man and one woman, ideally for life. Who is Jesus and what did he believe about creation? Mark 13:19 for those days will be such a time of tribulation as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now, and never will again. Jesus is talking about the last days just prior to His return, and states clearly, as Mark records it, that God is the Creator, and we are not the product of any form of evolution. Luke 11:49-51. For this reason also, the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill, 
and some they will persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets, shed since the foundation of the world, may be charged against this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the house of God, yes, I tell you, it shall be charged against this generation. Jesus condemned the religious leaders and refers to their sinful character by using the phrase this generation, and links the foundation of the world with the murder of Abel in Genesis 4. This, of course, occurred not too long after Adam and Eve sinned in the narrative. Thus, Abel's murder did not occur millions or billions of years after God made the earth, the universe, or Adam and Eve. Then Jesus refers to Zechariah, which is in 2 Chronicles, the last book in the Hebrew Old Testament. If Jesus, God the Son, the Eternal Creator, John 1, Colossians 1, believed Adam and Eve were historical people whom God created in the beginning, how much more should we believe what Scripture says and what He said regarding the timing of the creation of earth and Adam and Eve? These were days. Not millions of years. This shows what Jesus said about creation, Adam, Eve, marriage and more. Next. C. The Apostles' View of Creation. There is a lot to this, so I will give a few references. I have already referenced Mark and Luke. Remember, Luke was a physician, and was a highly intelligent and detailed person. Though he was not an apostle, he was closely associated with Paul. John 1 1 1-3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him not even one thing came into being that has come into being. John gives an amazing statement of the deity of Jesus and His equality with God the Father. It was through Jesus everything was created. Therefore, He is the Creator, just as much as God the Father and the Spirit, as stated in Genesis 1 1-2. Acts 17 22-28, So Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything that is in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made by hands, nor is He served by human hands, as though He needed anything since He Himself gives to all people life and breath and all things, and He made from one every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might feel around for Him and find Him, though though He is not far from each one of us, for in Him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are His descendants. Paul was preaching to the Greek philosophers who embraced a form of evolution in their day, and others on the Areopagus in Athens Greece. Where does he begin? with creation. He then declares God as the Creator, Lord of heaven and earth. He then moves to Adam, though he didn't mention the name specifically, which makes sense because his audience had no background in what the Bible said. He stated it was from Adam, or one, that every nation of mankind came into being on earth. That is a monumental statement. Paul not only believed God was the Creator, but that Adam was the father of all humanity, as Genesis 1-2 states. Romans 1 18-20 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world His invisible attributes, that is, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. Another reference by Paul to God as the Creator and His specific attributes or character qualities seen in creation, His eternal power is one of them. Application, when people believe in evolution, they deny what God has clearly shown to them and placed within them. That is rebellion. This is why it is a spiritual battle at the core. Application, 
This helps answer the question, what about the innocent native who never heard about Jesus? First, no one is innocent. We are all sinners, Romans 3:23. Second, because of creation, all humanity is accountable to God, because creation tells them something about Him. Third, God is just and judges everyone based on the revelation given to them. Fourth, when people accept the light or revelation God has given to them, He reveals more. We see examples of this in the Bible, like Acts 10. Fifth, people need to hear about Jesus and the Gospel. 1 Corinthians 15 21-22, For since be a man death came, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. See also Romans 5:12. The church in Corinth was a mess. They were confused about nearly everything, including the resurrection. Paul reaffirms Genesis 3, and what he wrote in Romans 5. What was that? Adam literally sinned. Adam was a real man, who made real decisions, that brought real consequences for all humanity. Application, our decisions impact us, and others too. While our decisions won't impact all of humanity, necessarily, they do impact those around us. The good decisions for blessings and the bad decisions for consequences. This is why we need to have a biblical worldview. This is why we need to understand science and faith, what a healthy relationship looks like, as well as how to handle money, stress, etc. Colossians 1 15-17, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, or dominions, or rulers, or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. Paul is talking about Jesus, and how all things were created through Him. This includes heaven and earth, but also the spiritual powers or angelic host, some of whom fell into sin and rebellion. When the text says firstborn it does not mean Jesus was created. The Greek word means preeminence and pictures the Jewish family with the firstborn having a preeminent position, and responsibly for leading the family. Applied to Jesus, He, as the Creator, is primary over creation, because of His position. 1 Timothy 2:12-14. But I do not allow a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For it was Adam who was first created, and then Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a wrongdoer. I wanted to show you the context. Paul argues his point, which is a different topic, by using Adam as an example, who was created first and then Eve was made next. This reaffirms Genesis 1-2. This means Genesis 3 was literal history, and that Eve was deceived by Satan. Adam made a willing decision, again as Romans 5 states. Hebrews 11:3. By faith we understand that the world has been created by the Word of God so that what is seen has not been made out of things that are visible. They had no electron microscopes. They could not see molecules, atoms and other things we understand today. Yet, the writer of Hebrews stated God made the world from nothing. It is hard to consider nothing, but that's what was there in the beginning, other than God Himself. Then God spoke. And He created everything. This is known as creation ex nihilo, or creation out of nothing. This truth that God created the universe out of nothing is sometimes described by the Latin phrase ex nihilo out of nothing. This ability of God to create ex nihilo is not only mentioned in Hebrews 11:3, but is also inferred in Romans 4:17, where God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. The English Standard Version says calls into existence the things that do not exist. In Psalm 33, the Scriptures say, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. For He spoke, and it was done, He commanded, and it stood fast, vv. 6, 9. When God speaks something into existence such as the universe that didn't previously exist, what is implied? 
First, nothingness cannot beget nothingness. Truly, God is the great first cause and source of the entire universe. This is traditionally called the cosmological argument in apologetics. 3. God displays His power, imagination, intelligence and that He is an orderly God through the creation which He made out of nothing. 2 Peter 3 3-5, Know this first of all, that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue just as they were from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed by being flooded with water. Peter talks about false teachers and those who hold to uniformitarianism, or the idea that things have always been the way we see them today, and no different. He also affirms what Genesis says, that the earth was formed out of the waters, just as Genesis 1 states when it comes to day 3, in verses 9 to 13. He then goes on to talk about the flood, which I will get to in a bit. Last. Revelation 4:11. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and because of your will they existed, and were created. This is part of the worship of God the Father in heaven, and the statement of the 24 elders. God is the Creator. He made things according to His will. Application, I say this often because I know some need to hear it. You are not a mistake. God formed you in your mother's womb, Psalm 139, and when you put your faith in Christ, He is reforming you into the image of Jesus, Romans 828 29 No matter where you came from, what you know or don't know, how much you have or don't have, or what kind of family life you grew up in, or are a part of now. You were made by God for a reason. First, to know and love Him. Second, to serve Him, by His grace and for His glory. You may say. But none of these verses say the earth is young or old. Jesus, and the other writers of Scripture didn't have to address that topic, because for the Jew it was a settled issue within first-century Judaism. They did not believe in millions or billions of years, nor did they believe in any form of evolutionary thought. Please note, I have not included references from the Old Testament, and there are many that talk about creation, both in poetic language and historical narrative. D. Jesus and the Apostles' View of the Flood Matthew 24 27-29, For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus states that before the flood, people lived normal lives, oblivious to God's coming judgment, though Noah preached righteousness, 2 Peter 2 5, and probably warned them. Jesus said the flood came and took them all away, that is, all humanity. Jesus used the historical event of God's wrath through the Noahic flood, as a picture of God's wrath through fire when He returns. If the flood was only local, then God's wrath will only be local when Jesus returns. We know this is not the case. For Christians, who may be very sincere, to say the flood of Noah's day was only local poses a great theological problem with what Jesus said. Why? Because it contradicts what Jesus said. As mentioned, and I want to reiterate, the worldwide flood is a picture of the worldwide judgment God will bring when Christ returns. Application, are we warning others of the wrath to come and that only personal faith in the finished work of Jesus can rescue them, 1 Thessalonians 1:10? Yes, we proclaim God's love, mercy, grace and patience, but we must also proclaim His wrath, righteousness, judgment and hatred of sin. God's patience will run out one day. We need to warn people of the reality of hell and that real people go there who do not turn from their sin and trust in Him. Noah may have said, get into the boat and escape God's wrath to come. 
we say something similar. Get into the boat, of God's Son Jesus, and escape the wrath to come. 1 Peter 3 18-20, For Christ also suffered for sins once for all time, the just for the unjust, so that He might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which He also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison, who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah, during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. These verses are a little hard to interpret. I think the Holy Spirit was proclaiming God's coming judgment through Noah to the people, or spirits of his day. However, I want to emphasize the details Peter believed. Specifically, Noah was a real, historical person, the ark was made by him and was a real vessel, eight people survived the cataclysm of the real and historical flood. That is significant. Peter, as an apostle, said these people and events were real and historical. Next, one I mentioned above. 2 Peter 2 5, and did not spare the ancient world, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Peter refers to God's judgment upon sin and sinners, and gives various examples, one of which is the above verse. Peter mentioned Noah in his first letter, and does so again here, calling Noah a preacher of righteousness. Peter adds that God flooded the world of the ungodly, or those who were sinners, just as Genesis 6 states. Last, another one from Peter. 2 Peter 3 5-7, For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed by being flooded with water. But by His word the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly people. If you recall in part 1 of our study in Genesis 1-11, we looked at the creation of the earth, and how it was formed out of water and by water. It was a watery world before God created the land. Peter states this as a fact and truth. Application, perhaps you have never thought of some of these things covered in this class and the previous class. Maybe you were never taught about these topics. It could be that these things are new to you. I want to challenge you. You have a choice to make. What are you going to build your beliefs and worldview upon? The Bible, or something else? You will need to sincerely decide what you believe. I encourage you to take a few minutes, pray, ponder, and sincerely ask yourself what you believe and consider the results or consequences of those beliefs, specifically about creation, the flood and faithfully proclaiming the message of the gospel to others in our world today. Additional resources. Books. The Genesis Flood Revisited, Andrew Snelling. The Flood of Noah, Bodie Hodge and Laura Welch. Noah's Ark, Thinking Outside the Box, Tim Lovett, Ken Ham and John Whitcomb. Earth's Catastrophic Past, Two Book Set, Andrew Snelling. A Flood of Evidence, 40 Reasons the Ark and Noah Still Matter, Ken Ham and Bodie Hodge. Websites. https colon slash slash isgenesishistory.com, is Genesis History? https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash it is, Genesis, History slash featured, YouTube, is Genesis History? https colon slash slash answersingenesis.org slash the flood slash coal volcanism and Noah's flood slash dash coal, volcanism, and Noah's flood. https colon slash slash answersingenesis.org slash geology slash plate tectonics slash Hawaii's volcanic origins instant paradise slash dash Hawaii's volcanic origins, instant paradise https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash watch V equals XXGJXLZZ odd, where did all the waters go after the flood?
https colon slash 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 tower of babel slash history and archaeology of world's oldest city slash dash history and archaeology of the world's oldest city babel slash babylon and the tower of babel https colon slash 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 tower of babel slash was the dispersion at babel a real event slash dash was the dispersion at babel a real event dash this article has lots of historical references from the ancient world dash one Terry Mortensen, Searching for Adam, Genesis and the Truth About Man's Origin, Green Forest, Arkansas, Master Books, 2016, 451. 2. Bill T. Arnold and Brian E. Bayer, Readings from the Ancient Near East, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Baker Academic, 2002, 66. 3. Jeffrey P. Tompkins, Creation Ex Nihilo Through Jesus Christ, Institute for Creation Research Online Article, December 29, 2022. Online https colon slash slash www.icra.org slash article slash creation ex nihilo, accessed February 7, 2023.